everyone. My name is Caitlin. And I'm Hannah. Welcome to the Written is Worthy podcast. We are so happy you're here. We're excited to use this platform to reclaim biblical womanhood and remind young women that they are called worthy by Christ. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Written as Worthy podcast. As you can tell, we have a new intro and it's pretty festive. (laughs) You should let us know if you like it. We are certainly pumped about it. Guys, when I heard this intro, I got all Christmas theme going. So yeah, we just wanted to surprise you guys with a Christmas episode. This is the last episode of 2021. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, So going into this episode, we want to share some scripture with you guys. So we're going to start in Luke 1, 26 through 38. That says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled by his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So that whole section was about the angel Gabriel approaching Mary and telling her how her life was literally going to change. And so my first thoughts reading this was, I can't imagine how Mary felt in that situation. She was like 16, wasn't she? Yeah, she was pretty young. I can't imagine that. Uh-uh. That's insane. And like the fact that she was like betrothed to be married, like wasn't married yet. Mm-hmm. And like she had either not met Joseph before or she had like met him briefly. Yeah. Like it was an arranged marriage. And I can't even imagine like how as, you know, she would soon become pregnant, like what everyone thought of that too. Like just hearing all the gossip about them and or wanting to explain yourself and wanting to justify it. I'm sure that was very hard for her. Absolutely. But I think it's just amazing, like reading this and just seeing towards the end of the section, like how much she obeyed God in the in that moment of uncertainty of like, I mean, complete fear of this angel coming to her and telling her this, but saying, like, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled and, like, truly, like, giving this to God rather than, you know, setting up an argument like, oh, like, why did you choose me? Choose someone else, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And this just reminded me of a few passages in 1 John explaining how Jesus was fully God and fully man 
with a promise to save our sins and give us eternal life. Mm. So the first scripture in 1 John is found in chapter 5, verse 20. And it says, We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. And he is the true God in eternal life. Mm. And then the other scripture is found in John 3.16. And I'm sure a lot of you guys know which scripture that is. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I feel like this message and this promise gives us hope and peace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's like really cool that, you know, we have these prophecies in Isaiah, like in the Old Testament. And, you know, like we have the gospels of the story of the life of Jesus. But I love that in Luke, we literally have the birth. Like we have where it started and we have like this amazing story that looks so insignificant, but was really like the most significant thing to happen in history. All right, so now we are going to read in Luke. We're going to read Luke 2, 1 through 21, and we're going to be reading about the birth of Jesus. So, you know, there, we just read in Luke 1 about Gabriel coming to Mary and telling her what's going to happen. And not only, which I think is so cool, not only telling her that she's going to bear a child, but that her cousin Elizabeth is also going to be with child. And that child ends up being John the Baptist, who ends up baptizing Jesus. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people mistakenly thought John the Baptist was the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool to see that Gabriel does address that because that foreshadows what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. So Luke 2, 1 through 21 says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was one of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to them, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered 
at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, and it had been told to them. And at the end of the eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus. The name was given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So I just think it's so beautiful to be just be able to read the story of Jesus's birth. And you truly realize how unglamorous his birth and everything leading up to it really was. And I, uh, when I was researching, like, just the birth of Jesus, I found so many interesting things that just, like, shocked me that we don't talk about or we don't hear about because I think a lot of people want to make the birth of Jesus this glamorous thing. Yeah. But truly, I think about the verse in Matthew that talks about, for the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And the reality that God intended Jesus to be born the way he was born to show that Jesus truly came to save and serve. Yeah. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that we realize like the importance of him being born in a manger or as they were known as like feeding troughs. Yeah. It's like completely human. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Even though he was the son of God, mm-hmm. that was one of the most like humble positions mm-hmm. or the lowliest positions you could ever be in. Absolutely. Like I can't imagine Mary giving birth in like a essentially a barn with like manure and dirt everywhere mm-hmm. and just it was probably not that clean and I don't know. It's it's just really hard to wrap your mind around, but it is such a miracle that God chose that spot, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um. So we just wanted to like, before we end the episode, you know, if you are listening to this and you haven't made a personal decision to follow the Lord and you are wondering, how do I do that? Or what does that look like? Or you're wondering, do I have that now? Um. We just wanted to share with you why the birth of Jesus is so important. And so we just wanted to talk about, you know, we know at the beginning of the Bible, like God created heaven and earth and he created it in this perfect sinless state. And he created human beings, Adam and Eve. And he gave very specific instructions and said, you can eat of anything, but don't eat of this tree of good and evil. And through them choosing to do what God told them not to do, sin entered the world. And every single person from that point forward would be born into a sinful world Mm -hmm. and would be born with sinful nature and would need to be reconciled with God. And we see in the Old Testament time after time, God raising up people and people continually sinning and failing God. And the birth of Jesus is so important because this is the birth of the person who came and shed blood and lived a life we could not live and died the death that we deserve. Mm -hmm. And he took on every weight of sin on the cross and paid the price for our sin and put that all on him. And he died. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't just stay dead. He rose again and defeated death and through Jesus's death on the cross, he made a way for us to have a relationship with him. And it wasn't based on sacrifice anymore. It was based on substitution. And 
Jesus was the only worthy substitute for our sin. And because of that, God offers us eternal life with him through the blood of Jesus. And all we have to do is confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And that comes from a place in your heart where you choose to not live for yourself anymore and you're choosing to not be the own Lord of your life, but you're choosing to let God be the Lord of your life and the Holy Spirit will come in and will change your life, convict you of sin and will give you a relationship with Jesus. And I think that's a big thing to realize that while there are things that God calls us to do in our life as being a Christian, our life and our relationship with him isn't based on merit. It's not based on works. It's based on grace, his grace. And we just act in response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Hannah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is such a important thing to add to the birth of Christ and why it is such a miraculous factual, wonderful story. Mm. I feel like it's very easy for us to kind of, you know, when you're growing up and you hear the story of Jesus being born, you see it as like, oh, like that was a fun story. Now let's like open presents and get on with the rest of our day with Christmas. And mm. I feel like, you know, diving deeper into the scriptures and into the story, it really just paints a picture of how important this time really is. And just to remember it as well. Mm -hmm. But with that, we want to encourage you to study these scriptures and be reminded of the importance of why we celebrate this time of year and how it's a story and a promise written for us by God. And with that, we just want to be here for you. If you have any questions about anything that we've talked about or you want to talk through more, feel free to reach out to us on our social media. But yeah. We hope this blesses you and have a wonderful Christmas. Yeah, we hope that this episode just encourages you to just ponder on the life of Jesus and his birth. And honestly, I would say if you don't have the, the tradition of reading Luke 2 on Christmas, I would totally suggest that making that a part of your tradition. I think it's always really good to just read and reflect. But yeah, we love you guys and we hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas with family and friends and are able to really enjoy this season. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.